We'll go ahead, before we read these passages, we'll just open up with prayer tonight, if you bow your heads with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the provision that we have, Lord, in your word, the provision that we have in a Savior, Lord, who died on that cross for each and every one who would receive, Father, even for those ones who wouldn't receive, Lord, that option is there because of that work that Jesus did. I thank you, Lord, that that work is not complete. Your work, that is, your work is not complete in your people, Father, and you're constantly and continually working on behalf of all those ones, Father, who will receive that good from your hands. Help us, Lord, to do that. Help us to understand you are not idle, and help us to work with you indeed, Father. We give you the glory tonight. Bless us in this word as we consider it, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's start with 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 tonight in verse 13. Each one of these opening passages I'll have for you, I have printed for you, so I'm not even going to turn there in my Bible, uh, because it would take a little bit of time, but 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 13 sets us off, where Paul says, For this reason we also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God which also effectively works in you who believe. If you turn to Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20, Ephesians 3 verses 20 and 21, that same brother who wrote to the Thessalonians says this to the Ephesians, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations, forever and ever. Amen. The same brother, Paul, says to the Philippians in Philippians 2.13, For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do, for his good pleasure. And I cheated, and I'm going to take you back to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and verse 23 and 24 says this, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he finishes by saying, He who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. In the Old Testament, we'll read in Isaiah 14 and Habakkuk chapter 1. Isaiah 14 and verse 27 says this, For the Lord of hosts has purposed, he's intended, he has set aside a will, and who will annul it? His hand is stretched out. And who will turn it back? Habakkuk chapter 1 and verse 5 for our last of our opening passages here. Look among the nations and watch. Be utterly astounded, for I will work a work in your days which you would not believe, though it were told you. Saints, just a reminder for us this evening as you saw our opening slide. God is working. The Lord is not idle. The Lord is constantly at work. He's constantly at work in us, whether we're yielding to it or not. Possibly he can work through us if we allow him to, and oftentimes he can use us in ways that perhaps we would object to. But he'll possibly work with us if we agree to work with him. He gives us a will. He allows us to make decisions and choices that wouldn't be good for us naturally or eternally. But he will definitely work around us. That's a given. He'll work despite us even if we dis- well, if we decide that we're not going to work with him. He will work despite us and he will work good in spite of our every effort to do 
otherwise. He's going to accomplish his purpose. He's going to bring all people the opportunity to understand who Jesus is, to win Jesus for themselves. He gives all people opportunity to attain to the highest glory that they want to attain to, that they will pursue. And he has a number of different ways to do this, we understand. He has his word, he has his spirit, he has his people. He has ones who are willing to speak preacher and not preacher, or pastor and not pastor. Whatever the case might be, those ones who will preach his word, he will use them and work through them. He has power that he can completely eliminate the human element entirely and work through that supernatural power that he has. He has all of these tools that contribute to his working that will work again through us and in us, for us and around us, and even in spite of us uh, if we choose that to be so. Saints, it can feel sometimes like work isn't getting done in here. Sometimes it can feel. When we step back and we look at things and we consider ourselves, we can feel, you know, forget everything around me. What's going on here and what's going on inside of me? How come I'm not farther than I am? How come I'm taking these steps back? How come I'm still dealing with this when I shouldn't be, I should be way past this? There are times when we might just sit and think the work is not getting done here. And we might be right to a certain measure as far as our not being where we should be. Uh, if you have an exercise app, if you use any of these, well, exercise programs that you have, oftentimes, and I, and I don't ever utilize this, but oftentimes they say, take a before picture and an after picture. <laughs> Why do they do that? So that you can be embarrassed at yourself in six months that you haven't, <laughs> you haven't progressed? Uh, no, ideally, you know, you look at yourself looking all frumpy and unpleasant in the, in, in the world's mind, perhaps, or perhaps in your own. And then ideally, you see some progress after six months, and you're totally ripped and all cut up. And, you know, like I said, I never take those pictures. But the point of it is so that you can have a before and an after, so that you can see the work that's being taken care of. Oftentimes, we don't feel the significance of the work that the Lord is wanting to do in us, and that the work is indeed doing in us, working through us. We might find ourselves truly hindered and stepping backward in the work that he wants to do. We might stumble. We might make intentional decisions to stand idle in the things of God. We might not be where we are intended to be, but that does not mean that God does not remain hard at work, constantly working. Again, even if in spite of you, working around you, he hasn't taken a break. His hand is not shortened. His spirit dwells in you, knocks at your heart's door continually, is constantly beckoning us back when we take our steps back, perhaps, or if we've parted fellowship from him. His word is constantly being presented to us, even if it's only in our minds. He's constantly bringing his word to our minds if we'll allow him to. He works in places where we aren't looking, perhaps, where we aren't expecting him to. And he continues to put things in place so that once we do find ourselves in the right way, once we have recognized we need to step back in, if we have stumbled or tripped or something along those lines, we can be folded right back into the work that he's doing. Perhaps we are behind, but the Lord can make up. For lost time, certainly. I was thinking about Christine as I was looking through these, well, through these verses and scriptures and putting this little thought together. And, you know, she's mentioned a number of times here recently that all this work is waiting for me when I get back. And, you know, I've had that conversation with her a number of times through the years. I've been off for a while and that work is waiting for me. And 
Well, it is what it is, and Christine is not a lazy person, but, you know, it's, it's understood. The work is waiting, and this time off, I'm going to have to pay for this later on. The Lord is capable of working you right back into things. The Lord has not taken any time off spiritually. So when we find ourselves perhaps idle or perhaps wondering how come there doesn't seem to be work getting done, take a moment and do what Micah did. Micah chapter 7, we'll close with this passage here. We should consider regularly as Micah did here in Micah 7 verse 7 and look to the Lord no matter what our situation might be. Look to the Lord when we wonder, even if we know we haven't made any sidesteps or we haven't stepped off the path or whatever the situation might be. Even if we know that we're in good position with the Lord, we should stop and look to him. Wait for the God of my salvation, Micah said. My God will hear me. Do not rejoice over me, my enemy. If I have fallen, if I have stumbled, if I have tripped... Don't you rejoice over me, he says. When I fall, I will arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me, showing me who I am, where I am, what I'm doing, what his desire is for me, what his purpose is for me, and his means of bringing me back into that work. And if I have failed somehow and caused myself spiritual issues, well, go on. In verse 9, I will bear the indignation of the Lord because I have sinned against him. Until he pleads my case... And executes justice for me. He will bring me forth to the light. I will see his righteousness. Then she who is my enemy will see and shame will cover her who said to me, Where is the Lord your God? Where is the work that he's doing? Where is this God who's working everything for your good to those that love God, to those who are called according to his purpose? Where is this work that he's doing? Let me remind you, child of God, that your God is working. Whether we see it, whether we allow him to work fullest within us, through us, and all of those things, even if it's despite us, God is working. His will is going to be fulfilled. He would like to work through you. He never wants to work despite you. He is always working. So let's work with him. Let us be a fellow worker with him in the will that he has set forth for us and all of his children. Thank the Lord. He's never idle, always working on our behalf.